This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again, and that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity. This Halloween, mystery lurks around every corner. Bundle up with Disney Plus and Hulu. What are you scared of? The dark. It's spine-tingling fun on Disney Plus with Haunted Mansion and Goosebumps. I'm going to need you to spread the word. Then feel the bone-chilling terror on Hulu with the Boogeyman and American Horror Story Delegate. Something's happening to me. The Disney Bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus. All of these and more streaming this month. Plans starting at $9.99 a month. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. Welcome to Shark City Unfiltered, the official podcast of Shark City Hockey. It sounds like Sharks fan site and content hub. I am Aaron James, and tonight we're going to talk about Eric Carlson. And that's right, EK65 won last time, at least until November 4th, when the Sharks host the Pittsburgh Penguins at the SAP Center. We'll reconnect with San Jose Sharks reporter for the Mercury News, Curtis Pashaka, for his reaction to the Eric Carlson trade, what it means for the Sharks' younger players, and much more. But first, let's talk about the latest in Sharks territory, and that starts off with Casper Haltunen, who just signed a player agreement with the London Knights in the Canadian Hockey League. Uh, Haltunen was the 41st overall selection in the 2022 CHL import draft. He was drafted in the second round of the 2023 NHL entry draft, 36th overall by the San Jose Sharks, and signed his entry-level contract July 12th. Haltunen will report to the Knights training camp in August before heading to the Sharks training camp in mid-September. We all know what's going on in mid-September. Down in Nevada, the rookie face-off tournament. Looking forward to seeing him in action. The six-foot-three finish forward. Um, <clears throat> Rob Simpson, the associate general manager of the London Knights, had this to say. Casper's a goal-scoring power forward who brings elite skill to our lineup. We would like to thank Mike Greer, Chris Morehouse, and the San Jose Sharks staff for their support and trust in Casper's development with the London Knights. Hal Tudin's going to wear the number 12 with the Knights. And if you're watching the video version of this show, you can see right there this image was shared by the London Knights account on the X app, I guess is the best way to say it. And, um, you know, for some of you out there who like to have that Bay Area nostalgia, that Bay Area hockey history, you know, that jersey right there kind of has a little hint of the... uh, Old school California Golden Seals, you know, the ones whose history belongs to Dallas Stars. I'm just kidding. Uh, moving on. So um, speaking of jerseys, Jumbo Joe Thornton's jersey will be retired. Not by the San Jose Sharks. The Sioux Greyhounds have announced that they are going to retire Jumbo Joe Thornton's number 19 on Saturday, November 4th. Thornton was originally selected in the first round, second overall, of the 1995 OHL priorities selection by the Greyhounds from the St. Thomas Stars Junior B Hockey Club. 
He had 125 regular season games in two seasons, and he had 198 points. 71 goals, 127 assists. Uh, he had 21 postseason uh, points as well in 15 playoff games. Uh, so Jumbo Joe Thornton was also named the Rookie of the Year for the Hounds in 95-96. He was a top scorer, regular season MVP, and the three-star award winner in the 96-97 season. Uh, so congratulations to Jumbo Joe Thornton. This is obviously a sign of things to come here in Sharks territory. Uh, speaking of sign of things to come in Sharks territory, uh, Captain Logan Couture was interviewed by NHL.com. Uh, so hat tip to the author of John Lane. Hat tip to you. Um, and also congratulations to Captain Couture, who's now a father. Um, Logan Couture pretty much says that he's committed to San Jose, and that's what we want to hear, right? Absolutely. He had this to say, and I quote, if I thought it was going to be a five, six, seven-year rebuild, then obviously things would change. Um, but I think general manager Mike Greer has done a good job of retooling with some really good draft picks. It's tough to predict what happens in a couple of years from now, but I'm excited about this season. End quote. So, yeah, he wants to be a part of this uh, process. He wants to be a part of – he wants to see through the rebuild here in San Jose. Um, he also had this to say. He says, um, so he kind of acknowledged, you know, the records and how it's tough to lose. And he kind of went into how, um, you know, if, you know, things might change in the future, he acknowledges the direction of which the team, the Sharks is going and, you know, what that might mean for his, you know, what kind of role he plays in the future of the San Jose Sharks. And, um, and I quote, change is hard. And if there ever comes a day when it ha when it has to happen, pardon me. And I think it's best for myself and my family. Then we'll come to that. I'm sure down the road, maybe my role diminishes on the ice. But for now, I want to do whatever I can to help this team and be the best player that I can be for the Sharks. Again, that's Captain Logan Couture speaking with NHL.com. <clears throat> All right. Um, so when we come back, we are going to talk to Curtis Michalko and get his reaction on Eric Carlson, kind of see how the acquisition of new vets play on the you know long-term plan here in San Jose in regards to some of the younger players and um, you know much more but first a word from our sponsors of at DraftKings and Raycon I'm Aaron James and you are enjoying Shark City Unfiltered we all have our own soundtrack for the summer and I listen to mine on my Raycon wireless earbuds when I'm walking my puppy or simply retreating to my room to get away from the fam I'm doing so with my Raycon wireless earbuds. Now I can list a dozen reasons why I love my Raycon wireless earbuds, but I'll share a few. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime. They come with custom gel tips, making the in-ear fit so comfortable. But what feels better than that is they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Shark City Unfiltered listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. Or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, in West Virginia, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charles Town Races, in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Often required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash Baseball Terms. So the last time we got together... We were talking about the Eric Carlson trade, just reacting to the fact that it happened and what it felt like, not just in Shark City, but in Steel City and the City of Saints, because this was a three-team deal between Sounds Jose Sharks, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Montreal Canadiens. So now that the initial shock has passed, let's take a deeper dive into this deal. And joining me to do such is the Sounds Jose Sharks reporter for the Mercury News, Curtis Pashelka. Hey, Curtis, how have you been? I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. So a week ago... When we got together, you said that the Eric Carlson deal would have some clarity going into the weekend, and you were on the money as general manager Mike Greer announced the Sharks trade away Carlson on Sunday. So uh, what are your initial thoughts or reaction to this deal finally going down? Well, I, I think the Sharks, from their perspective, um, you know, it, it just kind of lifts a bit of a weight off their shoulders. Um, you know, in the short term, okay, you've got, you know, some nice – you know, some NHL experience coming back in the form of uh, Mikhail Granlund, Mike Hoffman, and, and Jan Ruda. But really, the to me, the true benefit, and I think most people would say, is is the the amount of cap space that the Sharks cleared uh, from their books uh, two years uh, two years down the road. When when the team figures to sort of start coming out of its rebuild, and that's sort of an important time to sort of have that kind of financial flexibility at that point. So. Um, you know, getting the first round pick was nice. I think the Sharks, uh, you know, probably could have tried to get another asset of that nature um, back in back in this three way three way trade. But um, you know, like I said before, um, it's nice for the for the front office and and the coaching staff to sort of have this behind them and sort of start planning for for the upcoming season. Okay, so. I know that a lot of fans are kind of split on their initial reaction with the compensation. Uh, before we jump into that, can you share perhaps um, your thoughts on the newest Sounds of Sharks members, Michael Granlin, uh, Jan Ruda, and Mike Hoffman? Well, I think Hoffman can be a guy who helps out the uh, helps out the power play a little bit. Um, you know, he's a guy. If he has a good season, he plays in the top six. Forward group alongside a Tomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, you know, perhaps you can he can uh, up his value. We can potentially trade him at the uh, at the deadline next year. Um, that's sort of the upside of sort of bringing in uh, Mike Hoffman. I don't think anyone necessarily thinks he's, you know, the Sharks are getting full value out of that contract. You know, the four point five million he's the the cap hit that he has for this season but you know at the same time if he, if he does get a little change of scenery and and uh seems to mesh with with david quinn perhaps it's an opportunity for him to sort of restart his career after a couple of tough seasons in in montreal um so we'll see what happens on that front you know jan ruda um he's had a, he's had some trouble staying healthy uh as well um uh, but he's a guy who's won two stanley cups and i think um, you know, 
we'll see we'll see what his health is like at the start of camp. But if he is healthy, project you know possibly projects to sort of a top five, top four defenseman for this team. You know, he's got two more years on his contract, so a little bit of stability there. And I'm I'm really kind of curious about Mikhail Granlin. You know, obviously had a very tough time in Pittsburgh. Just didn't mesh. Just didn't click there. Um, but at the same time, you look back what he did uh, just prior to that trade uh, with Nashville, and you know he was a pretty productive player. He was playing alongside some some skilled forwards, and and uh, it seemed to bring the best out of him. So, um, and he's not that far removed from that, and he's really only thirty one years old. So, um, we'll see what he if what he can bring if you know if, if this is a, an opportunity like for Mike like for Mike Hoffman out. Uh, where a fresh start does him a lot of good. Um, you know, no one loves, you know, from the fans' perspective, I'm sure there's some concern about the $5 million cap hit that he has. But, you know, at the same time, um, you know, to try to sort of facilitate the deal with with uh, with Pittsburgh, that was probably a contract that was going to have to come back to sort of make that happen as well. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see. I think all three guys, um, you know, have the potential to be, uh, beneficiaries of a, of, a, of a fresh start, but maybe don't necessarily fit into the long-term plans of the organization. Okay. Speaking of which, um, with the new vets joining the team, what impact does this trade have on the Sharks' younger talent waiting for their chance in the NHL? Well, I was just doing a story on that today, to be honest, and it's going to go up, be published tomorrow morning, um, just about what the 23-man roster might look like for the start of the regular season when the Vegas Golden Knights uh, come to San Jose. And, and uh, you know, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. It's just a matter of where you want to slot some of these some of these guys. I mean, when you look at the top nine, the four players that came in uh, over the summer, Duclair and Philip Zadina and that mix, along with Granlund and Hoffman. Plus you've got, you know, the holdovers like uh, – you know, Logan Couture and Moss Hurdle and Luke Cunnins coming back and Alexander Barabanov and and uh, you know, you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of bodies for the top nine. And so you start to wonder, you know, where do these guys all might fit in? Does an where does an Eklund fit in in that group? If you're thinking that he should just be in the top nine and not necessarily a fourth line, or where does where does a Thomas Bordalo fit in? Is he uh, does he make sense as being a fourth line center somewhere? Um, it all kind of has to be figured out. So, you know, I do see Eklund making the team. Um, I do think that's that, that's uh, that's probably going to happen, assuming he's full strength at the start of camp. He's he's highly motivated to sort of come back and really start to establish himself as a full-time NHL player. I'm not so confident about Bordelow's chances. We'll see what I mean. We'll see what happens. You know, he's going to be giving a lot of opportunity to to make the team. Um, you know, with during throughout the preseason. Um, so, uh, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what the Sharks want to do at, at the center position. Um, you know, do you drop Granlund into a 3C and put Sturm at 4C? Um, do you start Ryan Carpenter, who has NHL experience at the 4C position? Is that an option? Um, so we'll kind of see how it all plays out. If on defense, you know, um, You've already got seven guys sort of in, um, you know, in one-way contracts. And, you know, we'll see how, how healthy Aruda is. We'll see, um, you know, if Radim Simic can, can stay healthy throughout the course of the season. 
um, at one point or another. So if you know if if a Henry Thrun doesn't start the season in the NHL, it's a pretty safe bet that he's going to be coming up at some point, whether or not whether that's through injury or a trade or something along those lines. He's not going to guy that's going to be spinning. Uh, the entire of the year of the American League, if he happens to have to start the season there. And then goal, I don't really see much change from there. That's going to be Blackwood and and uh, Kakinen to start. And what's different there, though, is that you don't have an Aaron Dell, like an Aaron Dell type player, sort of that insurance policy um, that they had last year in case a, a Reimer or, or a Kakinen got hurt and you had to throw in one of the kids uh, all of a sudden. I know, I know uh, McAnee, we got a couple of, Looks last year got in a couple of games, but wasn't necessarily ready to sort of be the the, the first guy called up. Whereas now, if it certainly looks like you know the Sharks could add another goalie if they wanted to, but as it looks right now, if anything happens to Blackwood, who's had an injury history, and Kakinen, who missed a little bit of time last year too, um, if either of those guys get hurt, then a Mackenzie is going to have to come up and and fill that void and. We'll see what happens with the other guys in the depth chart, um, whether or not they stay in the American League or maybe go over to the ECHL and play with Wichita. Yeah, the uh, blue line and whoever the um, top line pair is definitely going to be a focal point going into the preseason and the regular season. I mean, Carlson played a lot of minutes. Vlasic and Ferraro, you would assume that they are the favorites to be the top uh, defensive pair by default. Don't know if they will be uh, necessarily – best pair together but both of those um you know both of those players hasn't really averaged a lot of minutes i mean vlasic hasn't averaged 20 minutes a game since 2019 ferraro spent the last three years averaging 20 or more but um you know we're expecting a big breakout year out of him because he's just kind of been in my opinion a little bit on the decline we'll see how that goes i know some injuries came into play lower body uh ruda does have that stanley cup experience uh, but would 20 minutes a game be too much to ask? His four years in Tampa Bay, he was averaging 15. Um, and then the rest of the depth chart, not even being close to that, you know, Eric Carlson um, average time on ice. So definitely, um, you know, really looking to see who that defensive, that top line defensive pair, um, who emerges to be that top line defensive pair going into the season. Um, really quick here. So this essentially tr- this trade is essentially marking like the real like new or next era that the sharks kind of been like on the cusp of for the last four years uh, in terms of like salary cap uh, we see now I mean just just within the last year you have Timo Meyer uh, Brent burns now Carlson Mike Greer uh, you know deal he dealt them away of course you know prior to his arrival you had everything with Evander Kane and Martin Jones so h- how does this Still, in general, kind of uh, signify the Sharks' uh, rebuild efforts or the direction in which the team is going. Is the future looking brighter? Well, you're right. I think this obviously sends a, a clear message. If if the Timo Meyer trade didn't, um, or the the Brent Burns trade didn't, then, then this certainly does. That this is a team that's fully in a rebuild, and but does have sort of a plan and has sort of laid the groundwork. Uh, for when it hopes to come out of its rebuild in a couple of years. You know, you do have that extra cap space down the road. You were able to get a couple of solid prospects back in the Timo Timo Meyer trade. You know, guys that should be ready for full-time NHL roles in another year or two. And you've added a a, a nice 
pair of prospects in uh, in Will Smith and Smith and and Quinton Musty, uh, two guys who could, you know, turn pro if not next year, then then certainly the year afterward, um, and become you know integral parts of the organization down the road. At least that's what the Sharks hope for. So uh, the groundwork has sort of been set. It's going to be another year to a pain, uh, just like this past year. Um, but you know what? If, if you go through another tough year like this season and, and you wind up drafting a Celebrini, maybe that's all it, all it all might be worth it in the end. The Sharks just have to have some patience. Their fans have to have some patience. It sounds like own, the ownership is kind of on board with what's going on. Although, you know, House of Plotter wants to win. He, he certainly wants to see if his team be competitive, but I think he's also realistic that, you know, you come out of that previous era with Doug Wilson with a bunch of bunch of long-term contracts, and then Mike Greer has had to come in and sort of help clean that up to help set up the next iteration of, of Sharks hockey, you know, which would, from their perspective, hopefully be more competitive than it has been over the last three or four years. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Hasel Planner was um, Mike Greer reported as Hasel Planner being a part of the Eric Carlson trade process along the whole way. Um, and speaking of like you know patience, um, Logan Captain Logan Couture talked to the NHL.com, and he had this quote to say: "If I thought it was going to be five, six, seven year rebuild, then obviously things would change in terms of like you know how community is in San Jose, which he reinforced. You know, this is a team he wants to stay with." So with the captain making that remark, it does seem as if, you know, the Salazar Sharks, at least within the locker room, expect to be out of this funk or the bottom of the Pacific within the next minimum two seasons. Yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. And I think that Mike Greer has been pretty honest with everybody in that room about what his plans are and what the expectations should, should be. And, um, well, maybe not – expectations maybe that's a bad word but um, what is what the, the plan is you know I think that's one thing that that Merrick Carlson has been has said and that uh, Lone Couture and others have said about Mike Greer is that you know he's been up front about what his plan is for this organization and it doesn't necessarily mean putting a quick fix on this thing and, and trying to make the playoffs right away um, it means trying to build something that can be sustained for a long time uh, going forward. And, you know, maybe it is, uh, maybe they start to improve one more, one year out, maybe it's two years out, but, you know, I think everybody understands where, uh, where the general manager is coming from. And, you know, Logan Couture could certainly be, not be blamed to say, Hey, I want to, want to play for a winner. You know, the last time we talked to him though, uh, he was committed to staying in San Jose. He wanted to be part of this thing as it started to get turned around, I think Tomas Hurdle is kind of in that same boat too. You know, he's signed for obviously seven more years. So uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a guy who's going to be here for the most part. And, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how that all develops and maybe those attitudes change after another year. But for now, I think everybody kind of feels that this is, just, this is a team that um, everybody kind of knows where the direction is for now. And, you know, if they could have a little bit better record this year than this past year, then you know it might be a signal that uh, you know this is a this is a team that's uh, maybe on the upswing. But with so many question marks, we still don't know what this uh, what the organization is 
is going to look like this upcoming year, especially with uh, the question marks on defense and in goal. All right. So last question here, Curtis. Um, so, you know, it's been a few days. The dust kind of settled now. Um, what are your final uh, grades for this trade? Well, I think I think Montreal did very well for itself um, in this trade, you know, um, so, I, you know, definitely an A or something close to that for, for them. Uh, you know, I think Pittsburgh took a big swing and needed to do and did what they felt they needed to do to sort of keep the Penguins in a, in, a, in their cup window, keep that window open for a couple more years at least um, for uh, for Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang, the guys that have been there for, for the longest time. And, so they did what they had to do. I know they, you know they obviously had to park with a first round pick, but they also got some contracts off their books and brought an elite defenseman like Eric Carlson. And if he stays healthy, uh, you know that's a playoff team for, for me next year. So um, the Sharks, you know, I know they're getting raked over the coals a little bit by some in some circles, but to me, it was never really about the players they got back. And for right now, this is a, this is a deal that help set them up for, in my opinion, better uh, in the long run. And, you know, I think that's uh, that was the most important thing. I think Mike Greer was open that they're not going to retain um, a bunch of money to, to get a little bit better return. They were going to um, return or retain what they wanted to and, and try to work around those set of parameters. And if it meant that, you know, maybe you don't get a second first round pick because of it, um, maybe they had. Maybe that was something they were willing to live with. So uh, the Sharks are, are happy um, about this deal, especially how it works out long term. We'll see if it does. But uh, you know, I, th- I think all from more organizations will benefit from this in some respect. It just maybe if it's now or if it's in the future, we'll see what happens. All right, thank you very much, Curtis. I appreciate you spending some more time with us here at Shark City Hockey. Um, once again, everybody, you can find Curtis Pachelka on the app formerly known as Twitter. It's X at Curtis Pachelka. And, of course, subscribe to read all his content at the Mercury News. Uh, Curtis, thank you very much. Have a great rest of your weekend. You too. Much appreciated. Thank you. All right, Curtis. Talk to you later. All right. Take care. And that concludes another edition of Shark City Unfiltered. Don't forget to follow us across the board on social media at Shark City Hockey. Each episode of Shark City Unfiltered can be found in video and audio format at sharkcityhockey.com. Thank you once again to our guests who joined us during the breaking news from the Penguins Collective and Habs Nightly. And very special thank you to Curtis Michalka for joining us once again here on Shark City Unfiltered. I'm Aaron James signing off for the rest of the weekend. Unless, of course, the Sharks do some big moves. Should be relatively quiet leading up to the rookie face-off and training camp. Once again, I'm Aaron James, and you guys have a great rest of your weekend.